Hello, thank you for listening to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. My name is Tim Price, and I'm so thankful that you're here today and that we have an opportunity to talk about ideas for introducing new music in worship. My name is Elizabeth West, and I want to welcome you to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast, where our mission is to equip and encourage worship leaders and teams and practical components of local church worship. We're so thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it will be helpful to you and your teams. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at worshipleadertoolbox.com. We'd also be honored if you would subscribe and share it with others. Heading now to today's episode. All right, for many of us who are leading worship on a regular basis, there's the rut of doing the same old songs way too often and getting stuck in that without pulling out new songs. And so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. But we also need to be careful because on the flip side, some of us kind of get so excited about the new and those things, new songs are coming out every time you turn around. And we look at the um, song select top 100 list or the top 10 of the most popular, and we wind up doing new songs all the time. And that's another way to get into a rut of just too much change and not enough time for the congregation to grab a hold of of the new song. But today on this short podcast, we want to take a few minutes to share some ideas for introducing new music. So here's some things that new music does and why we need to make sure that we are intentionally doing it. One, it adds a level of energy to the worship team members. So it kind of is a break from the norm. You always have the solid songs, the the standards, the ones that you can pull out pretty quickly. But it always helps your worship team to learn new things, to be forced to learn new parts and come up with new ways, new styles and new sounds. But it also adds an element of surprise to your congregation. It adds some refreshment from feeling maybe a little stale of singing the same songs all the time. And the congregation needs a little more time before they get to the point of feeling like a song has been overused. They arrive there a lot later than maybe a worship leader or worship team does. But we want to make sure they are able to uh, have the sense of surprise and refreshment, like, ah, something different, something new. So glad that we got to experience this song. And then new songs also add to the heart of worship because every generation and movement brings along with it new music as an indicator of God's fresh work in the heart of people. And it's Uh, a fresh work of God's faithfulness in our lives and then our response to it, our witness to what God is doing in us. And that's one of the reasons that new songs are one of the indicators of revivals. And so I think that is also awesome. So new songs can also be a challenge because you want to get it right. And you also, at the same time, want to make sure that you're keeping with the goal of every worship team. And that is to help the congregation sing and to worship. So here are seven ideas for introducing new music in your worship team. Number one, we want to plan the rollout well. A well-timed new song can really bring life to worship, as we mentioned. And when you introduce a new song, we want to make sure that we sing it a few times so that people can catch it. There are those songs that you might just sing once. There are the songs that are like a performance song or a special song that just fits with the message of that day or a song that just is fun to sing that that may not even be a congregational singing song. And, of course, those you put in your list of just one-off songs and and just keep track of them in case you ever need them again for some reason. But most often, 
if you are trying to get your congregation to become familiar with new music, then what you want to do is you want to plan the rollout well so that you are able to sing it one week, maybe sing it the next week, skip a week, sing it the next week, pull it out for a special event. Most of the ideas here are in the process of rolling it out well. And remember that that worship teams, as I mentioned, get tired of new music long before a congregation does. So we have to give the new song time to connect. See if it clicks. If it clicks, becomes a song of the heart of your people, then you can use it and keep using it until it's time to shelve it for a while. If a song doesn't click, then it's just as easy to not use it. Songs work for us. They are tools to be used for the ultimate purpose of worshiping the Lord. So give it time to sink in, but don't feel obligated. You want to plan the rollout well so it's not just a random song here and there trying to get people to sing and they haven't had a chance to really catch on to the words and the lyrics and and the meaning of it. So that's number one. Number two is to explain the meaning behind the song. In some way, attach something personal to the song. And it might be as simple as just introducing the song the first time, sharing a meaning behind it or where you first heard it, or if you wrote the song, why you wrote it, that's always really powerful. But even if you didn't write the song, sharing a story or a scripture or why you chose that song to teach the congregation can really be a meaningful moment and encourage connection to the music and the new song. We learned a song once on a mission trip down to Nashville, Tennessee, and we were... um, leading music down there and and participating in a couple uh, food ministry meal serving the homeless ministries. And one of the people leading the worship service just for the volunteers before that evening that we were there, one time I remember, they sang a song that we picked up and started singing just because of the connection to that moment and that event. And for several months and years, every time we sang that song, we referred back to the person that we learned it from and the experience that we had whenever we uh, let it. Now, in your own church, you wouldn't introduce a new song every single time. This is uh, when we're traveling on the road, and it seemed like every time we were singing in a different place, we would tell that same story. But explaining the meaning behind the song has has a big impact in connecting with the congregation. The third thing is we want to introduce a new song as a performance song first. You don't have to do this. Again, this is just an idea. But one common way is for the worship team to sing the song just as people are coming in or right before a message or right after a message. The first time they sing it, they may not invite the congregation to you know stand and engage and sing and, and jump right in. Then the beauty of that is once you add that song into the rotation, then people are kind of thinking to themselves, I, I've heard this somewhere before. And they stand and they engage in a, a much deeper and more quick way than they would if they had never heard it at all. So just singing a new song as a performance song uh, at some point in the service, even once, will increase the engagement later as you lead it for your church. All right, we're on number four, and this one is to introduce the song for a particular season or a particular reason. And so we have times for this in our own church. We're leading up to Easter. Seems like one of those seasons where we'll take a few weeks, two or three months before Easter to pull out at least a couple new songs that we want our church to know and know well so that when Easter shows up, we're not just trying to pull out the coolest new song 
that will really help people celebrate. In fact, a song that people are engaged with and connected to, even if it's kind of old and a little bit dull even, is better than a brand new song for the first time ever on a big Sunday or a big season. And so prepare for that particular season. So even sometimes I know that our worship team has said something like, all right, we're going to learn this new song today. I invite you to join in with us. We're pulling this together as a church and just seeing if uh, the Lord might uh, be in our hearts and, and be our focus as we sing this together. And we want you to learn it well because we're going to sing this on Easter Sunday or we're going to sing this on Celebration Sunday of our new building or whatever the season or the reason is. You set it up so that people know we need to learn this song well because we're really going to truly sing and celebrate with it. All right, here's another idea for new music, and that is that we balance the familiar with the new. So one key to introducing a new song is to make sure on that day you have plenty of standards, plenty of familiar ones, so that people don't feel lost and discombobulated during the whole worship service because they're trying to learn three new songs in a row. So if you have a brand new song in your worship order for a particular week and you start the service off with a real high energy standard song and then you um, do the song that maybe people aren't as familiar with and then have another song that they do know well, that's going to make it much easier for people to engage with the one that they don't know. You don't want to make it difficult for people to worship the Lord. And so as fun and as neat as a new song might be for you or the lead guitar player or the drummer, it needs to be great for the congregation. So balance the familiar and the new. And before we do these last two of seven, we'll take a brief timeout for a commercial here. This podcast is brought to you by Harvest Ministry, and we are seeking team members. Since 1996, Harvest has had a mission to serve as a worship team for children in youth camps, conferences, retreats, and worship services around the Midwest. Over 300 young adults have served through Harvest Ministry, and we currently have openings for our summer team. If you are a guitar player, drummer, keyboardist, bassist, vocalist, worship leader, or tech person, we would love to talk with you. Ministry-minded young adult musicians can visit harvestministryteams.com and hit the Teams tab to learn more. All right, so these ideas for introducing new music in your worship service. Number one is to plan the rollout well. Number two is to explain the meaning behind the song. Number three is to introduce a new song as a performance song first. Number four, introduce a song for a particular reason or a season. And number five is balance the familiar and the new. And of course, again, these are all just ideas. You don't have to do all these for every new song. You just kind of mix and match whatever is fitting at the time. But here are the last two. Number six on the list is to keep a tally of songs. It's not always easy. Planning Center Online makes it a little easier, I know, but it's the job of the worship leader to keep a tally of the music being sung and led. And this will allow you to know when the time has come that you might need to intentionally bring in some new music or intentionally throttle the new music a little bit and to focus in on making sure they have learned all these songs you've introduced over the last five or six months. And at the, at the time of this um, post, I do know that if you do have Planning Center online and you use that for your church, 
to do a real quick report of what you have done, you can just hit the song tab at the top and then hit the reporting tab. And when you hit that reporting tab, it'll give you an option for dates and you can take a look and see how many times you have sung whichever song you'd like to check into. We realized just the other day that there were two or three songs that we have sung nine times over the course of the year. And thankfully, both of those songs were newer ones. And so over the course of the last 12 months, they had been used in that worship time or those worship times nine different times. And so we know that we have definitely got them into the heart of the congregation. And at some point, we know that those songs will kind of begin to fade out a little bit more and be used a little bit less. But we also can see because we're keeping a tally of the music. And then number seven, the last one on this podcast list for today, and that is, in order to introduce new music well, incorporate a team in planning. One way to encourage and and introduce new music is to have a team of people with the eyes on the planning. And when you have more people around the table, you have access, for one thing, to more new songs, and you have some balance in perspective of which songs you're choosing on a regular basis. And so this plays out in a couple different ways, and it might lend itself to another podcast episode. But if you have the one person always choosing the songs, there is a good chance that you're going to gravitate toward a certain style and a certain tempo and a certain uh, depth of reflection or style, and all your new songs are going to be really similar. I remember one Christmas, or one Easter actually, we wound up putting in four songs that all had a really similar format. And at the end of the service, I realized we have just told the story four times in pretty much the same way. And I, I mean, I don't mind telling the story over and over and over and over, but it seems like, um, we would have some music that might, uh, lend itself to a few different angles and styles in that. And so most all our songs at that particular morning, they were all really cool songs. Everybody was pretty engaged and it was really awesome anyway, but all of them started quiet. They all built really big. They all hit the big bridge and they all kind of got quiet and they told the story of the resurrection, living hope and a few songs like that. And so again, not to disparage them, but a team in planning might help thwart a little bit of the sameness that happens when just one person is trying to plan. So if you're going to incorporate new songs in worship, one idea is to pull together some of your folks and just to talk through in whatever fashion this is, talk through new songs that you might include or songs that you know that, uh, that are good for your church to begin to learn how to sing and how that's going to play out as you uh, put it together with the rest of your service and all that's going on. So that is the list, seven ways and ideas for introducing new music. And I'm praying for your ministry as you continue to help the church grow, as you continue to help people sing and engage in worship. And whenever you know the goal, the main thrust of the worship team to serve the church, to help people connect with God, that really does drive your decisions for what songs to sing and how you're going to arrange your band and how you're going to put things together. When you know the ultimate goal, it really does make things clearer. We're so thankful to have you as part of the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast, and you're welcome to take a moment today to check out the blog at Worship Leader Toolbox podcast or worshipleadertoolbox.com, and you can find information about the podcast there, but also the blog post that often corresponds with 
the podcast for the day. There's also a couple other resources that we would love to keep in your mind. One is the 10-point checklist for worship leaders. If you're listening to this blog, we would love to have you watch that eight-minute video and see those resources. Those are for free, and you can get that at worshipleadertoolbox.com. A second resource is the local church resource bundle through all of our ministries, through Harvest Ministry, and we have taken all our virtual resources, put them into one bundle, and I think still at the time of this podcast recording, you can access that for a fraction of the cost of the value of those resources, and you can check that out at worshipleadertoolbox.com, and you can pull that up, and uh, the local church resource bundle is a list of several links for student ministry, children's ministry, and staff meetings and pastors, but also some stuff for worship leaders. So you can purchase it and then use what is helpful to you and share the other links around the church staff leadership teams in your church, and you'll be a hero. So thank you so much for being a part of this with us, and we're praying for you and your ministry. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. We're praying for you and for all our listeners as we keep making an impact in the lives of worship leaders and worship teams around the globe. Before you go, we'd also like to let you know that we have two other podcasts through our ministry. One focused on ministry leadership is called Go Harvest, and the second one is a weekly five-minute devotion called Faithful Friday. You can find out more at harvestministryteams.com slash podcast or go to the link in the show notes. Thank you.